Welcome to the Toy Rewind Podcast with your hosts, the Brothers Newland. Now, let's talk toys. And I'm a big, big Newland. I'm Middle Newland. John. And, I'm, and I'm Little Newland. And uh, this week, um, Toy Rewind is doing something a little fun. We are rewinding all the way back to 1984 this week. Um, let's talk about a few things that happened in 1984. Um, Apple released its 1984 Macintosh commercial. Prince released Purple Rain. Wendy's wondered, where's the beef? And Tetris was released. <laughs> On top of all of that, Hasbro launched their toy line, the Transformers. We're talking about Transformers week. It's been a, it's a huge week for us. We are starting off 2021 way up here, like just as high as we possibly can. So um, if you've been around for the first 22 episodes, this is episode 23, um, you'll also hear that we have a new intro. We've been holding on to that for about two months. So we're happy that you guys got to hear it. Um, Revamp, like I said, revamping a lot of things here, and uh, we honestly couldn't think transforming. of transforming. Yeah, we are transforming into 2021, and we really couldn't think of a better person. We have a special guest this week, which, if you saw the cover for the podcast at this point, you probably already know. But we have a special guest, um, and here to talk with us about Transformers is the Pied Piper of positivity, the King of Meats, and the Godfather himself of Nerd Unite, Mr. Sully. Hey, thank you so much for having me, guys. The only non-Newland here today. I uh, I really appreciate you guys having me on. And uh, yeah, talking about the 80s is definitely my bag. So uh, I'm, I'm happy to be here. Yeah, luckily, um, we've been in a position that's that's pretty much, we've talked a little bit about the 70s, but mostly it's been 80s for us. Um, 27 episodes, and we've got like 100 or so left of different toy lines that we're talking about. So uh, we'll, we'll be around for a while. So um Speaking of that, since we're going to be around and you probably want to follow us on all those amazing social medias, John, where can people find us? All right. So Instagram and Twitter at Toy Ruin Pod. You can look us up on Facebook and join in our uh, chats and stuff uh, with our group there and let us know your experience with the toys or what you remember or anything. Uh, we're on Twitch, twitch.tv backslash Toy Rewind Pod. Uh, we do our toy box showcasing on Facebook and Twitch as well. Then you have our podcast bingo, uh, podcastbingo.com backslash toy rewind. Thanks to Andrew for setting that up for us and several other of the Nerds Unite uh, members. Uh, you can email us toy rewind podcast at gmail.com. We've got our uh, now our YouTube channel where you'll see live or not, we'll post the lives <laughs> and stuff there. But you'll also be able to look at our uh, videos of us doing our podcast and everything later on. So, and then of course, check us up, check out our website, toyrewindpodcast.com. And, you know, look at the merch or anything else, the toy rankings. Yeah, check out our toy rankings. So, um, we are getting, let's see, we're, we're getting really close to that, that six month mark. Um, and I know Michael's mentioned it before on a couple of other podcasts. We are getting ramped up to do a big one year, what is the best toy line that you guys will be able to vote on? Um, and that will, the rankings will come based off of what we've done. And then 
you'll actually get to vote. We'll find out out of a, you know, uh, March Madness style bracket, who, what is the top toy line for everybody? So uh, be sure you check out the website. Lots of fun stuff. So, all right. Um, and uh, moving right along uh, to our fun for all question. Uh, this is one we kind of talked about last week. I sprung it on Sully just a few minutes ago. Um, but I think, I think I felt like he, he should be fine. He'll, he'll, he'll enjoy this one. Um, <laughs> if you could time travel, when and where would you go? And what would your preferred time travel device look like? Sully, we'll start with you and then run around Michael John and then I'll answer. This is a tough one. There's some really good choices out there, but being a child of the eighties and especially back to the future, which, you know, you've got that great poster on the wall behind you there. <laughs> Uh, I definitely get a ride in style with a DeLorean. Picking when to go back to is a real trick. You can't go back too far, or else you're yeah. really out of place with that DeLorean. We saw that in Back to the Future 3. Uh, so I, I probably would go back to the early 80s, and that would give me an opportunity to uh, save all my Star Wars figures from that garage go. sale that my mother put them all in. Uh, still haven't forgiven her for that. Uh, and buy some stock in Apple and some other companies. Uh, get ahead of it, you know, so I could be rich down the road. Uh, but, uh, Hey, maybe I'll cross paths with Marty if I go back to 1985. Yeah, there you go. There you go. Michael, I'm pretty sure yours is pretty close to me. So <laughs> mine, yeah, I, I guess thinking about mine, um, it is the DeLorean. I would, I'd, I would definitely use the DeLorean. Um, but since it's a, a movie, uh, top time machine, I would go back to in time to basically another movie and meet the cast, meet the people. So I would go back to, 1985 and meet the Goonies, the guys from the Goonies. <laughs> so I would actually, go. I would show up right when they go into the old uh, restaurant there and, and meet up with them and say, Hey, what are you guys doing here? And kind of, <laughs> kind of go along the whole adventure with them. So that was, that would be what I would do. Or, you know, kind of like Sully too, I would go back and, and kind of rescue my old toys and stuff like that. Have all my original ones. Um, but, but yeah, I like the idea of going back and, and, being part of the Goonies, if I could do that, I think that would be pretty fun. Um, so while you guys are back there, can you save some of my old toys too? Certainly. Right. I mean, just yeah. just while you're while you're there. So, John, we'll, what do we'll, you got? We'll, we'll go a few years. I really got toys at that time. Turtles. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I need some turtles. I need my turtles yeah. back. All right, so, John, what do you got? So I'm probably the oddball out of this because you said you can't go far too far back, but I want to go even further back. I'm more of the medieval type person. So back to the beginning of the sixth century. Uh, wow. You know, back to the medieval, middle, mid, middle ages. And uh, of course, kind of looking and thinking about what Sully said too. I can't really just take any time travel machine back there because you'll really stick out. But uh, the time sled from the time machine, 1960, mm -hmm. uh, based on the 19 or 1895 novel by H.G. Wells. Mm hmm. So that way it kind of still has that sled like look. I can kind of hide it a little bit. There's still going to be stuff that pops off, you know, that sticks out. But, you know, I'm more of the. Are, you, know, are you taking your master sword and your Highland? I, I will take my sword and my master sword with me. It's not going to last long. <laughs> no, it's not going to last long at all. Um, so I, I do have to say, John, I'm glad you thought about the, the, the people seeing it you know, and what would happen there. So, because I, I, I did a lot of thinking about this. Um, there's obviously the TARDIS, there's the Bill and Ted's um, phone booth. Oh, there's, <laughs> there's the time Turner from Harry Potter. There's the DeLorean. There's so many out there. Um, hot tub. 
the there's hot a hot tub. tub. I can't forget about the hot tub. Uh, so with the hot tub, I guess you can only go so far back because yeah. it went before the hot tubs were invented. Like, I, I don't know. You're also um, going to need electricity. Right. You'll also need electricity. Yeah. So <laughs> I, went, I went above and beyond. I would go with the Wayback Machine from yeah. – the uh, the Mr. What is it? Mr. Peabody and Sherman from Rocky Bullwing. Um, it has a, it has an invisibility, so people wouldn't necessarily be able to find me. They wouldn't be able to see me, and I could basically go back into the past, see anything that happened in the past, and then I would go into the future. Um, also, not to see how I'm doing or see how anybody else that I know is doing, but to just see like what's happening, you know, and see you know how long do we stuck inside. Not being able Are to you do anything. Sure, you want that information? I was gonna say that. Uh, you know, <laughs> it would just be like little things that I think would just be like you know just interesting. Wow. Know? While you're up there, pick you up a, an almanac too. Yep, you, there you, you go. Know. Hey, yeah. I, give me one of those. A couple Super Bowls. Find out you know how long these podcast things are gonna stick around. See how far we're gonna actually make this. I, I can know, guarantee like you're gonna go to the future and they're gonna be podcasts are just about to break. It's about to become a really big <laughs> thing. And no matter where you go in the future, it's always gonna be the same it's, info. It's, it's right on the. the it's gonna be big. It's gonna be huge. It's always the same thing. <laughs> all right. Well, there's that. There's a fun for all question. Just kind of get to know us a little bit. What we would do if we had a time machine? What time machine we'd have? So, a uh, lot of the fun. Um, now, here's the thing. This is Transformers. This is, as I mentioned, a pretty big episode. So, we're not gonna dilly dally around anymore. I think I should just say one more time. Moving on. Um, and let Michael get right into that history. Sorry, I got to throw back to the, the Funko cast as much as possible. <laughs> Every time. Yeah. <laughs> so, Michael, uh, give us that history. Right. On so, uh, the Transformers actually started out in Japan. So, um, in the early 80s, uh, Takara, which was a successful Japanese toy company back then, uh, produced uh, two series of changeable robot toys. They were You had the Diaclone series and you had the Microman series. Um, with sales starting to decline on those uh, those two, uh, Takara uh, chose to inject a new product into both lines at, at the beginning of the 80s. Um, the Diaclone line uh, saw an all-new series of action figures uh, called Car Robots. Uh, this line offered exotic robots that transform into realistic cars uh, based on real models such as like Datsuns and Lamborghinis and Porsches um, and stuff like that. Uh, the Microman line uh, introduced the new Microman MicroChange uh, line, <clears throat> uh, which featured robots that transformed into realistically uh, detailed household objects, uh, such as communication devices. Um, they had some kind of uh, super deformed type uh, tune looking cars. And they also had there was also uh, some guns and stuff like that as well in this line. Um, so. Uh, on some of those, the car they gave them some kind of generic names, uh, like one was MCO2 Jaguar, um, and then there was MC10, which Cassette Man. Um, my favorite was MC20 Microscope, Robo Microscope. So that was the actual <laughs> name of the, the toy. And then you had the MC13 uh, Gun Robo P38 Uncle, uh, which was a replica of the gun they used in. Um, the uh, uh, Uncle TV show. Yep. Um, so in, in 1983, uh, Hasbro uh, went to the uh, Tokyo Toy Show and saw these lines, and they actually got the license uh, of these two lines from Takara and brought them uh, 
bought them uh, and, and rebranded and integrated uh, these two into one uh, conglomerate conglomeration, and they called it Transformers because uh, they all they, they they had the two different lines, and Hasbro actually brought the two together uh, to put them all in one line. So smart, uh, the, smart to keep the, everything kind of consolidated there. But the problem with these uh, these figures, they needed a story and names and stuff like that to appeal to the U.S. kids, the the, the people from from the U.S. because um, that wouldn't really hold uh, like those generic names, just just uh, like the, the MC MC Mini Car Robo. You know, that's that's what they call them there. But you needed something else to hold the attention of the kids here. So in the winter of '83. Uh, Hasbro went to Marvel Comics, and then uh, they handed the uh, the reins over to editor in chief Jim Shooter at the time uh, uh, to to develop a backstory and characters for the Transformers. Um, so Shooter delivered the project to writer editor uh, Denny O'Neill, who was best known in the '70s for his run at DC Comics on the Green Lantern, Green Arrow comics. Um, as well as at Marvel, he was script, scripting and editing like an amazing Spider-Man, Daredevil, and Iron Man. Um, however, O'Neill, he just didn't get the idea of what, what they actually wanted. So, um, so they took that and just scrapped the whole thing that he had. Um, it, it was, his idea was kind of deemed unacceptable. It was kind of like a good, I, I think we saw it on um, uh, the toys that made us. They kind of talked about it. Yeah. Um, it was good cop, bad cop kind of ideas, what he had. So they, they said they wanted something different. They wanted good versus evil. So um, Shooter took it upon himself to, to draft an eight-page treatment um, so that whoever he chose to come up with the characters and stuff would have a backstory on that. So um, so he finally went through a couple other guys that kind of turned him down. He finally ended up with, um, with Bob uh, Budiansky. Um, he took the job, and he was challenged to have everything done over one weekend so it was given to him like a friday and they said we got to have this by monday morning Poor man. and i think it was right around thanksgiving too i think it's what they said so uh of course but uh Budiansky came up with all the names the biographical information which were the tech specs um he fleshed out all the character traits their faults and their mannerisms and all that and over one weekend so and there was uh 27 28 of them that he did um the only thing they kept from um uh, from Denny O'Neill's stuff was the name Optimus Prime, and uh, so they kept kept uh, kept his name, and then uh, Budiansky just redid everything else. So, uh, but now with a, a monumental and epic story uh, to promote, um, Hasbro had a to promote the figures. Hasbro had a hit on their hands um, using the same tactics uh, that were used two years earlier with GI Joe, a real American hero. The, uh, the smaller line. Uh, it was very successful. So they, they did the same thing with Transformers. They introduced into the American pop culture with the Suburb uh, cartoon series uh, by Sunbow and, and Marvel Studios Productions. And then I had an, an excellent comic book uh, produced through Marvel. And then um, and then with all their advertising and everything else to, to get the toy lines uh, out there and, and sold. So um, all that uh, was so success so successful. Uh, the line was actually exported back into Japan um, as uh, Cybertrons and Destrons is what they called them there. But um, 
but this line was so successful here, they, they kind of quit making the die clones and many, uh, the, uh, uh, the, the micro man lines and just imported them all back into Japan. So, uh, just, just taking exactly what we've got here is transformers, pulling them right back in. Yeah. Yeah. So, <laughs> I mean, we stole what they had and then they just were like, Hey, we like that. You did a good job. <laughs> really, yeah. Keep it up. Yeah. So, yeah, they really, really did. A, uh, it's a pretty cool line. I mean, I, I've got several myself uh, that I've come back and kind of bought some more. So, um, you know, Transformers was was the one of my biggest, most favorite toy lines of the 80s there. So. You know, um, obviously, I was I was a little young in the 80s or the late 80s uh, when these came out. It was just a couple years old when they actually came out. But, you know, um, I'm all right with that. I like that. I like the classic stuff. I like to look back. Um, one thing I did learn, I had no idea that Ronald Reagan had a little bit to do with this. Um, the fact that some of his regulations that he pulled mm -hmm. off of broadcast TV allowed Hasbro and everybody to be able to move forward with things like this. So um, to sell and, toys. Yeah. With yeah the to cartoons. sell toys with the cartoons. Yeah. So uh, I think we've talked about that, that, that law, uh, but I didn't realize it was like the president, like looking into that, like trying to make sure, you know, kids were not, our parents weren't getting in trouble having to buy all these toys for, for stuff. And so, because they, he pulled this regulation, allowing them to sell all these. Um, mm -hmm. So, Thanks, Ronald Reagan, for uh, right. keeping, keeping my closet full. <laughs> yeah. So um, another little, little tidbit on here, 1985, um, due to uh, bootlegs that kind of flooded the market um, in 1985, uh, the Hasbro ended up having to put uh, heat-sensitive uh, rub stickers on them. Um, the little Autobot or Decepticon logo, um, they're – from then on had, uh, or for the, I think it was for 85 to 88, I think it was, um, they had, uh, their, their emblem would, would, were hit sensitive yeah. and they were, they were pretty much black. And then you, you put heat to it, they would change to a green or, or uh, blue or color. Um, color. So yeah. So it's yeah hyper color. So I guess that helped cause you couldn't do it from the package. So, you know, you got it. You uh, yeah. You know, so it was legit. Can't have those knockoffs. They're not any fun. No. Um, yeah, so kind of, I don't know if you see, but like my bumblebee here on the top. Oh, oh does that have one? It's got one on there. That's why it's black. But here. I don't think they quite. Yeah, 30 years, 35 yeah. years later, maybe it didn't hold up. <laughs> I got one. Or I got one knockoff. It was working oh, yeah, earlier, yeah, but I yeah. don't know which one it was now. But are you sure it's a legit yeah. one, Michael? It's, yeah, it's, it's legit. legit. It's legit. It's, it's legit. <laughs> well, we'll, we'll let you believe that. <laughs> All right. So, so what else? Yeah. What else? It was a red bumblebee. That's true. It was a red bumblebee. <laughs> yeah, that's was... red. Yeah, this one's red. Uh, everybody knows bumblebee and yellow. The toy line actually had two colors: it was red and yellow. Mm -hmm. uh, same thing with Cliff Jumper. Uh, Cliff Jumper has a red and yellow one. Um, everybody knows Bumblebee being yellow and Cliff Jumper being red, but they both had a red and yellow version of them. Seems uh, like somebody was just lazy. That was pretty yeah. much the the only two that had two different color variations on those. So I got a real good deal on red paint somewhere around 1984. <laughs> yeah. Cost saving idea. I just put a red paint on all of them. There you go. Um, I did. I didn't read. I don't know if you've got this in your thing, but there was uh, some information about a blue. What was it? Blue streak. Uh -huh. Right. Yeah, there's a blue version, 
but he's not real. Like he never actually existed. It's no, something never that he the blue one. He was yeah. only silver. Yeah, he was that's only silver. That's when they thought they were going to get a good deal on the blue paint, and then somebody came back and said, <laughs> so, "Nope, deal's <laughs> off. We know it what you're going to use it for." <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah, it was something that was in like a, a pre magazine before they actually made them, and then with a, a mock up or whatever, and then they never made it. So you know, yeah. there's a real one floating around somewhere. I'd like to get yeah. my hands on that. You start to yeah. wonder about that. Yeah. Yeah. So so. A um, couple of things, 85 year by year. Uh, so 85 also, uh, they saw the, the Dinobots uh, come out, uh, the Omnibots, which were actually mail-aways. Um, mm-hmm. My note says a mail-away from Cybertron. So that's where you got them from, <laughs> from Cybertron. Uh, then str- the Insecticons came out. Ooh. And then also uh, the Constructicons, which was the first combiner um set that came out and i actually had the com- i actually had the constructicons um growing up so but yeah um and they would they would all combine into one huge uh, ro- robot called devastator was the name of that so um, um michael did i miss it did you define g1 generation one the years generation one was from 84 to 1990 okay i just wanted to make sure that was defined just so that we had I, I, I don't know if you said it before or not. Yeah, because once they got out of that, it was into Beast Wars and, and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, but it wasn't, Hasbro didn't put them out as Generation One. They adopted no, it. No, they adopted the fans, it. Yeah. The yeah. fans started calling them Generation One. Yeah, they had, they, they actually had a Generation Two. Hasbro came out with Generation Two. So they retroconned uh, this first release as, this first series as Generation, generation one. one. Yeah. So, yeah. Like I said, I just want to make sure that was. <laughs> If you said it and I missed it, sorry. Yeah. Um, one thing uh, Hasbro did uh, when they were uh, over at uh, the Tokyo Toy Con, they saw all these other uh, companies as well. Had It was a big thing in Japan was these transforming toys. Uh, so they went and then they saw some others that did the same thing. Uh, so in 85, they had uh, Omega Supreme. They brought them over. And uh, then 86, Skylinks was another one. Um, Neither one of those were actually Takara uh, mm-hmm. molds. Those were licensed from um, Toy Box, is the name of that Japanese company. Um, and the the something I wrote down: Omega Supreme's original name was Super Change Robo Mecha Box One, Mecha Bot oh One. <laughs> so they they for some reason these Japanese companies they they just have such technical names for these 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 things. You know when we talked about. Uh, 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 the uh, Voltron. We talked about all the Voltrons that were yeah. all their technical names they had for for. It's like Go Lion is is one uh, is was the main one that we saw, but you know they all have those big long names. So which I can't pronounce half of that. So <laughs> so I'm glad Voltron was light easier. <laughs> yeah. Uh, let's see, Jetfire, and then uh, came out in '85 as well, and then Triple. Uh, the triple changers, Astro Train and, and Blitzwing also came out. Uh, Astro Train was a uh, Decepticon that was a train and he transformed into a space shuttle and then he changed into this robot mode. Uh, Blitzwing was the same thing. Um, he was a, I'm trying to think of what his, um, I got it wrote down over here. Um, he was a plane robot and, well, hold on, 
<laughs> you already lost your spot in your notes, Michael? Yeah, I've got, well, I've got <laughs> I've actually got a whole book here. That's got all the information. Yeah, that's why you're novelization of this podcast coming soon to Amazon.com. Yeah. Right. Okay, so Blitzwing was an army tank, uh, a jet fighter, and a arm. Uh, I was actually going to say tank because of Blitz. Yeah. Army tank. Yeah. yeah, that's it. Yeah. Yeah. So for some reason, it just I just lost it. Should have said it. Uh, <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, that's that's a couple other things that came out in '85. So then '86 um, saw new characters uh, actually come from the movie. I was about to uh, say. So when we get talk about the movie. We'll, we'll we got to we'll, talk. Uh, about the movie. So you had you had a bunch of uh, new characters from that movie. Uh, they were actually based on imagined vehicles uh, from the future, since the movie at that time was set in the future. Um, <clears throat> they were more sub. Cybertronian, I can say that right, um, and stuff like that. Uh, they saw in the introduction of more combiners. Uh, you had the Aerobots, the Protectobots, uh, the Stunticons, the Combaticons, the Superior, uh, and the, the Predacons. So um, the Aerobots, when you combine them, they were Superion. The Protectobots were Defensor. And then the Stunticons formed to be Mensor. And then the uh, Combaticons were Bruticus was the name of uh, that one. And the Predacons was Predaking was the uh, the big one on that one. Almost every single one of those is three <laughs> syllables. That's pretty interesting. That seemed yeah. to be their sweet spot. It can end yeah. in con or tron, but you got to get three syllables. In there. <laughs> yeah. You got, well, you know, the, the Autobots all end with bots. Or bot. or bot. And your, your, your Decepticons were all uh, either uh, like sore or cons. So I don't know where Bruticus, it, it didn't fit in there, but um, that's the Combaticons, which were uh, Decepticons as well. So You know, it just makes it easier to know who's who when you have new people come in, yeah. you know? Yep. Yeah. yeah. That's how it works. In um, 86 also, that's when they started doing more of the original molds and got away yeah. from the others from Japan. So Yeah, they were, they were doing more in the U.S. coming up with stuff than bringing it in from Takara. Uh, so they kind of separated themselves a little bit from Takara at that time. So that's also uh, where the comic book and the cartoon deviated. If I if I remember what I was reading about it, I um, think uh, one I of think them went, actually from one the, of them from went the future. The other one stayed present. I just don't remember which one was which. Yeah, and, and really, if you if you start at the beginning with the the comic and the the cartoon, uh, they really didn't have the same uh, same storylines. They they kind of went off on their own. Uh, but you talk about the the cartoon at that time went skipped up to the future, and I think the the um, the comic book stayed in the in the eighties at that time. So that and that, that time, sounds like time frame. Yeah, that sounds like every other comic book you know franchise out there. If you read the comic book, it's real. The movie's not. You know, yeah, it's always some kind of deviation. I'm looking at you, MCU. Yeah, I knew you were headed there. Oh. <laughs> uh, so uh, 1987, we'll go ahead to 1987, uh, saw the introduction of Headmasters and Target Masters. Mm -hmm. uh, the Headmasters were, you had a Transformer and you had a, a little guy that comes with them. Uh, and they would, the little guy would actually transform to become the head of that of the Transformer when he becomes his robot mode. Yeah. Uh, the Target Masters was the same thing, but the little guy would become a, the weapon for the, for the Transformer, um, for the, the robot mode um they had uh, a couple more combiners uh, the technobots uh formed to become com computron and then you had the terracons 
which were kind of scary monster looking things, uh, they became, they formed to become the uh, Abonimus. Uh, um, so, uh, see, there was uh, some Autobot or the Transformer decoys. Uh, these were just little, um, just a little, uh, little rubber, kind of like things we talked about with the, uh, the muscle, uh, like the, yeah. Yeah, like yeah. we did with the, the McDonald's stuff at the beginning of McDonald's when they had that stuff. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, let's see. They had uh, the, the throttle bots actually replaced uh, the Autobot mini cars, which mm -hmm. were like Bumblebee and Cliff Jumper and, and, and all them. Uh, they were actually replaced with these throttle bots, which actually had little pullback motors in them. So they would kind of pop up. And the, the base of it would still be car mode and you just pull it back and they would, they would just, uh, zoom forward. <laughs> I remember. So, that. yeah. So it's not really complete transforming, but it's, uh, it works, but it works. Yeah. So, um, where's that? Uh, the, there was another one called a uh, fortress, uh, Maximus, which was actually a lot of people's Holy grail. Mm -hmm. Came out in 87. It was actually two feet tall. This oh, thing was, thing was tall. It was big. Yeah, it was it was a huge thing. Uh, one other thing for 87 had the clones. Uh, they were uh, nearly identical, um, but they transformed into completely different kind of uh, uh, vehicles than what the original would. So... Uh, they would look like they're the original one when they're in robot mode, but they were transform into something different uh, yeah. in their, in their vehicle mode. So uh, also there was a six changer called six shot. Um, he changed into six different things. Uh, now you got to think how, how smart these people had to be when they came up with these to figure out, Hey, we'll transform it to this. Then it'll move into this. And it, there's no way you could, you know, I could, I could I mean, think of as a that. kid, I was struggling to make them transform once most of the time. Oh, yeah. I, mean, I almost <laughs> broke trying to get them to bend the wrong way. Oh, no. Um, I'd say a few years ago, our, my middle boy got a Grimlock for his, got two Grimlocks for his birthday. He got the easy Grimlock, which you separate the tail and you spin it and he transforms. And I was like, oh, this is easy. Then he got another one that was like the, the original way that you had to like move everything. Yeah. I, I don't think we ever actually write. Like, oh my God. <laughs> me as an adult trying to figure out, I'm like, how are you supposed to do that? You're six, you know, yeah. it's crazy. Like I, to, to be able to transform into six different things. I know there's Lego packs that you can buy that are like three different things. And those are different blocks that you could just make three different things with. Like that amazes me much less to have one toy that depending on which way. Yeah. No. Yeah. That stuff's created by AI has to be. Yeah. yeah. There's uh, just no but, way. Yeah, six shot actually had uh, he had a tank mode, uh, starfighter mode. Um, he had a gun mode or laser pistol. That's what they called it. Um, the robot mode. Uh, there was an armored car mode and a wolf mode. Is what this thing changed into. <laughs> so, so, wolf. So many different things, and all of a sudden he's got a link mode where he's a wolf. Yeah, yeah. Because <laughs> so like, we have these pieces, make it work. Somebody yeah. make an animal out of this crap. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> Please, somebody animal this thing. Yeah, we need we need another animal. There we go. 
We have five. We can squeeze the sixth one out if you try real hard. You know, you have the weekend over Thanksgiving. Get back to us. How how hard did the, the team look at that guy when he goes, I think we can do seven. You're fired. <laughs> <laughs> You're out of here, bud. Six no is the, at the max. Everybody, we go. Like, yeah. Everybody slams their head down. No, no, no. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Leave something on tap for 88, bro. Just calm <laughs> yeah, down. That's right. That's right. Um, so 88, uh, it was kind of a, a precursor of things to come uh, much later in the history of the Transformers. Uh, they kind of moved away uh, solely to techno-organic characters uh, to some to from that to bio-organic beings in the form of the, uh, the, the predators, um, yeah. line. Um, they also, they also came out with, uh, more head, headmasters and target masters. They were scaled down a little bit to, to be a little smaller. Um, they also had power masters, uh, which were pretty much the same as headmasters and target masters. But the little, little guy that came with them actually transformed into like an engine part for the, for the transformer when he turns into his, his alternate uh, vehicle mode. Um, this was the same year that they discontinued the heat sensitive rub signs as well. So it went through them from 85 to 88. So a heat sensitive wasn't the thing and it wasn't like top of the line anymore. No, it was already faded yeah. out by then. Yeah, like, ah, we're done with that. <laughs> nice choice. I think, I think <laughs> by, by then they were, they turned into, it was to, to anti-theft type things on like that is more hologram type things yeah. is what they turned into. Yeah. Um, yeah. I remember that with with collecting baseball cards. You know, Upper Deck came out Upper Deck. and had had the <laughs> yep. holograms in in the card, so you actually knew it was actually actually weird. And and what was cool, I enjoyed getting the ones that had the like two or three holograms on in the middle of the card because they misprinted it. So oh, yeah. I thought those yeah. were always cool. So, Back when yeah. those things were worth a lot more, and now they're totally yeah. worthless. Now they're now they're, they're a penny a piece now. Production run <laughs> error, bud. Yeah, you get a lot of pennies in your clo- in your closet back there, don't you, Michael? Oh, yeah, man. I got a lot of pennies back there. You too, huh? <laughs> yeah, yeah, me too. Um, so the uh, they also came out with the spark bots, which were actually they had a little pull, little wheel that when you when you rolled it, whatever, it would shoot sparks out behind the uh, the Autobot or the Transformer. Yeah. They had Decepticons as well. Um, they had Seems safe. Yeah. I mean, yeah. <laughs> also Dude, known as the natural crazy. gas detection line. <laughs> <laughs> That's not three syllables, though. It would have to be Naturobot or something. Yeah, there you go. Uh, they also had trigger bots, which was just a, you would uh, hit a little trigger and the thing, it would pop up. It would transform on its own. Um, there were fire cons as well. Let's see what. So from sparks to fire, that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. they went from sparks to fire. Um, uh, the fire fire cons were, uh, and all these were kind of lower price points uh, for uh, for transformers because uh, they were trying to get a little bit cheaper. Um, uh, see, they were I'm trying to remember what spark spark ones were, but uh, then you had uh, I think it's just. It's just the um, the same as as Sparkbots, but they were Decepticons, is what it was. So Sparkbots were the ones with sparks under it, and then the Firecons did the same thing for uh, Decepticons. So that's yeah. what that was. Uh, Both two had, never took off. Yeah. <laughs> Didn't make uh, it out of eighty-eight. <laughs> the the Seacons, which were uh, Decepticons as well, but they were all kind of fish 
looking critters. You know, they go, like I said, this is the year that they started doing the bioorganic type. So grass crawls era. And yeah. you, until you said fish, I was literally thinking like the, the letter C, uh, C cons. I was like, they're just trying to make things shorter for the 90s. They're getting ready. No, you no. Know? no they had, they had, uh, their, their guys were uh, nautilator and overbite, which was a shark looking thing. Was there uh, a sea, sea wing? No, no Nessie. Uh, mm. Then it was scalor, which was uh, like a piranha looking fish. Um, See, piranha is three syllables. Why didn't they go there? <laughs> Octocons. Well, they got, yeah. They've got a tentacle. There you uh, go. Which is like a, uh, an octopus looking one. And then they have snap trap, which is like a snapping turtle. So, uh, trap. They, they yeah. broke the mold. What the? Yeah. But those, those sea cons, <laughs> that's another combiner one. So they, they all performed Piranacon, was the name of that, that combiner's Whoa. name. There we go. So that's a winner. Yeah. Um, Let's see. There was a couple more this with this year uh, for your uh, your six changers. There's two more six changers. Oh, wow. uh, so I think one was enough. They they needed two more. <laughs> or actually, no, there was one more. Sorry, there was one more. There's one more. Uh, so so his name was, okay. Yeah, his name was uh, Quick Switch. Was his name? Um, Ironically, took about a half hour to turn to each one of the six modes. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, see. Um, also, there's more cassettes that year. The, throughout the years, they kept putting out cassettes for um, Blaster and for um, Soundwave. Sound, Soundwave. Soundwave. Yeah, <laughs> they're badass. Yeah. I mean, those. I, you gotta say, just like, those are pretty cool. I like those. I love the cassettes, man. That was awesome. There was nothing more '80s than a robot that turns into a cassette player. Right. Because in the '90s, <laughs> we're really gonna do a disc man. It wasn't. <laughs> These, these credit card thin things are going to turn into a, a wolf on their sixth change. Get these. Exactly. Yeah. That just uh, is the stick. Yeah. <laughs> going, back, going back to quick switch real quick. You know, he had a, he had a laser pistol mode, a hovercraft mode, a fighter jet mode, a, a tank mode, robot mode, and a flying puma mode. thought you were going to say wolf. <laughs> no, it's a puma this time. Wait. So, uh, it what, but it was a flying puma. Yeah, it was a flying puma. That's what it. Yeah, that's what it was. The well-known okay. flying puma. All right. Um. Whatever. Okay. Yeah. Exactly. But, okay. No, <laughs> yeah. Quick switch was the Autobot, and uh, six shot was the Decepticon. So. Okay. Um, makes, makes complete sense. Yep. Uh, they also had. Uh, yep. Double dealer. Which was a Decepticon mercenary. This is a this is a G-rated podcast. We're talking about dealers here. <laughs> this is like Vegas. Oh, the uh, Vegas. Okay, those dealers. Yeah, it's fine. <laughs> actually, gambling, gambling, okay. Drugs, not so much. Yeah, there actually, you, go. you know, yeah, Double Dealer is a is a mercenary. Um, he can actually be either Autobot or or Decepticon. That's why his name doesn't on. end with con or bot. Yeah, whichever one. Double, yeah. double agent, double, double dealer, double dealer. Double dealer so. He can he can go either way, and it just depends on what his mode Amazing. is. So um, he also has Power Master engines with him. Uh, one guy uh, when he uses him, it's he's Autobot, and when he uses the other Power Master figure, uh, he's he's a Decepticon. So it just depends on what mode he's what what mood he's in, I guess. So interesting. Um, 
Let's see what else we got. Uh, Nineteen eighty-nine. We'll move on to eighty-nine. Uh, they brought out some more. They brought out twenty-one more pretenders. Cool. Uh, like I said, those are the little small, uh, uh, the little what? cheap plastic-looking ones. Oh, those are the little cheap plastic ones. Okay, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. The little rubber ones. I was about to say twenty-one. Oh gosh. Okay. All right, but. Uh, they had uh, Decepticon monsters, and all they changed into uh, Monstructor was the name of that that combiner when you put them all together. Monstructor. Were you going to say something, John? Uh, yeah. Also, '89 is when they came out with the new logo. Oh yeah, yeah. They they kind of updated the logo then too. Yeah. Um, let's see. They had the uh, Pretender class characters came out. Um, I remember what that was off the top of my head. Um, you had uh, the okay, so the print pretenders uh, were scaled down, uh, modified. Uh, they had uh, let's see, they actually had an outer shell that looked like a a person or a human. And that shell would open up, and you had your ro your your transformer inside. So that's mm. what your your pretenders were. So it's pretending uh, to be a human. So yeah, you're pretending to be human or or whatever. Uh, they have one here. Uh, it's called his name is Double Header. He's actually um, his outer shell mode. Actually, it was a guy that had two heads. So I don't <laughs> know how how human that actually looked. I thought for uh, sure we're gonna say a baseball player. Yeah. <laughs> That was their chance to do like Ken Griffey Jr. crossover line where Ken Griffey Jr. was yeah. actually a transformer, double header. It's right there. Why didn't they hire me when I was eight? Yeah. <laughs> uh, so the most normal one for human form was uh, is it Stranglehold? A wrestler. See, look, this uh, is yeah. also easy. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, that could have been Hulk Hogan. Uh, Hogan. There you go. Right. Well, yeah. had, uh, I think Pincher was was good. He was like a scorpion. His his auto his transformer would turn into a scorpion, uh, but when he's inside his the robot mode is inside this pretender shell. Um, it's just some guy that looks kind of like uh, Centurion with the Centurion's uh, suit that we talked about our first episode. The, yeah, the tail so, coming out of his top of the head. So yeah, so that one. Uh, then they had pretender classics, which was you had Grimlock and Bumblebee. Uh, jazz, all them, they were inside. Uh, like I said, they're inside this 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 uh, bio looking person looking thing, uh, and then you open the shell. They were there, and then they could transform into whatever. So they're kind of kind of like hiding when uh, in plain sight is what they're trying to do. I like that. Six years after originally starting this, they went back to the well with classics. It only took six yeah. years. Yeah. 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 Hey, I've been saying Funko should do that for a while, and they should make classic series where every line has the OG superhero. Oh, yeah. Yeah. the OG. The yes, yes. Yeah, that's my Just favorite. Make one out of every wave. That's all yeah. I'm asking for. There you go. And it can Call be the classic. classic. Yep. <laughs> Brian's probably uh, listening to this, so maybe he'll. Maybe he'll. <laughs> yeah, sure. Yeah. Also, hire me back while you're at it. <laughs> <laughs> I'll give you that one for free. There we go. There we go. Uh, let's see. The the Mega Pretenders. Uh, were the same thing, but their uh, their outer shells would transform into something as well too. Okay. So the the pretenders just had the shell. They open up the the auto the robot mode would come out and transform. The mega pretenders 
they, they, the shell would also transform into something. So you had two different figures pretty okay, much. Okay. 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 Yeah. I thought you were just saying just the shell transform it. I was like, what's that different? But okay. I got both of them. Yeah. Got it. Uh, then you had your ultra pretenders, uh, which they both transformed. And then you can actually put them together. So to make one vehicle with both of them. So you can have Double your back kind of situation. Yeah. That's, so have, that's where they started. And then they went backwards with that to make more toys to spend, to get more money. Yeah. yeah at that point they were, they were just, they were praying to bring something back in. It was, it was the, the right. signs were there. It was headed down. I, oh yeah. No, no, no. We are getting to the end of G1. I'm starting yep. to completely yeah. understand yeah, you why. See, you start seeing where they're, they're, they're grasping for ideas yeah. to, uh, to come up with stuff to, to keep it, keep the line going. Um, by this time already it's in, in Japan, it's already waning. It's already kind of, kind of going downhill, but the U S toy lines the u.s companies they want to keep things going and sometimes they just stretch it out too long so so michael like you said japan was waning but did you read about europe the other side uh it actually survived the generation one line survived yeah. a lot longer there than it did here in america really? yeah yeah they, they went like another couple of years mm -hmm. so i think david hasselhoff had to have something to do with that probably i mean you know <laughs> yeah. why not Part of the Pretenders uh, line that did succeed. <laughs> there you go. Uh, let's see. The Micro Masters were also coming out in 89. Uh, mm -hmm. they, those actually, we talked about this a little bit. We touched on this in our Micro Machine line. Uh, so the Micro Masters were scaled down transformers that still actually transformed. So they're, right. they're the little bitty things, but they would still transform into what they what they originally were. I, think so. I had a few of those because I loved micro machines. I had a ton of those. And I think I was like, Ooh, the best of both worlds, but yeah. I didn't get many. I mean, it's really amazing to me that they really started to die down. Cause like we talked about a couple of weeks ago, um, you're in the late eighties here, which we kind of briefly talked about um, in our happy meal episode where they've got the changeables that come out. Mm -hmm. So you've got a lot of transformer stuff going on and they just went full fledged though and everything at the, at, yeah. uh, so that was their problem. Had they not done that, maybe they would have survived longer in America. Well, another thing, you know, we see a lot of this in the lines that, that come out in early eighties uh, by the, by the mid to late eighties, they start dwelling because I think a lot of it has to do with video games as well. You get the NES system coming in, uh, the super Nintendo coming in as well, uh, right after, you know, the 85 to, to 90 year range there. Uh, you see all that stuff start coming in more, more of the uh, uh, video games and stuff too, kind of taken away from these toy lines. So that's an interesting that, thought. That's I had never put else. that together like that. Yeah, that's something else that kind of hurts some of these. Now, uh, if they had made a early Transformers game, I don't remember there being one, but if they had made one, maybe that would have helped. Did you, John, did you see anything about a game? Usually you're the one that picks up on those. for some uh, I didn't, but I'll Google it. John's going to Google it. <laughs> that's on the dorksman bingo card not ours oh we don't have that on there although maybe we need a mention maybe on <laughs> our bingo card we need a dorksman mention yeah they seem to get mentioned all the time so yeah here's the list of transformers video games by year uh in 1985 on the commodore 64 there was a game simply called the transformers and then the first one on actual console that everyone could own wasn't until the PlayStation 2 in 2003. Oh, they wow. waited way too long. Yeah. yeah. All the others were basically on glorified PCs that were also gaming 
platforms. Wait, right. you said that was 2003? Yeah, it was called Transformers again, and it was PlayStation so, 2, a Japan-exclusive game. So they didn't even do that right. They didn't even U.S. So uh, I guess that game came out with alignment of that other three-syllable thing that kind of tore them down, too. Michael Bay. So, oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I digress with that one, but, you know. More on that at 9 o'clock. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it looks like there's only two. One in 85, one in 86. Both of them on the Commodore uh, were the only ones released in uh, U.S., all the others, the other 86, 87, and then the 2003 were all Japan exclusives. We yeah. should talk then, about the Commodore 64 more. They yeah. didn't try again until 2008. Right. Wow. That had to that had to truly be aligned with uh, the Michael Bay films. Yeah, it was yeah. 2008 because because the the first movie came out in 07, 2007. So that's exactly what it was. Yep. Yeah. Because yeah. it came out on mobile iOS uh, mm -hmm. at that point. Which yeah, makes sense. Yeah. That was definitely a marketing ploy by all films at the time. Yeah. So, um, so after that, uh, let's go to 1990. This is the last line, last year of the uh, G1. Um, you had your Micro Masters. They continued uh, through this year, um, and also something that that they added to the Micro Masters was uh, combiners as well. Uh, so they had some some of those small little bitty micro machine size transformers that combined into uh, their own combiner. Um, <clears throat> you had uh, the last thing that they've actually put out uh, called Action Masters. Um, a lot of purists don't really consider these as G1 uh, because they actually could not transform. Um, <laughs> but they? yeah, but they I were mean... full, fully posable. Um, they had they had their own little target master weapon, you know, which was the little guy. Uh, I think they're called Nebulon. Uh, I don't think I mentioned that. Uh, Nebulon people that uh, they would transform into their weapons or, or heads or, or engines throughout those others. Uh, but these had the target master weapons, um, and they were actually manufactured in exact scale of one another. So you wouldn't have uh, the little bitty ones, and then you had a big Optimus Prime. You know, they were kind of uh, that's about the way they're supposed to be in, in real life. So, um, but that was pretty much the last thing that they put out for this G1. Uh, like I said, they couldn't transform into uh, the vehicles mode, but they were highly, uh, fully posable, uh, however you want to do it, like an action figure. I mean, it's 1990. They better be fully posable. Yeah. Everybody else is doing everything. If it won't transform, right. it's got to do something. But it's still called Transformers. You can't do yeah. that. Yeah, I mean, still gonna... <laughs> that's why a lot of people don't don't really recognize these as. I mean, do they recognize them as Transformers? Because they're not. Yeah, it's on the package. Yeah. Transformers, Transformers is the bigger one. Yeah, and then Action Masters <laughs> is half that font size right below yeah. it. Yeah, the packaging is actually pretty cool. I, this would have gotten my attention had I been out toy shopping in 1990, but I wasn't. I was working. Yeah, it's, it's a pretty cool looking package to it. Yeah, it'll, it'll actually get your attention. Yeah. Okay. So, uh, but we did, we skipped over, we kind of mentioned it, but we skipped over. Uh, we need to go back and talk about the movie for a minute. Um, mm -hmm. And we're talking about the 1986 movie, not the Michael Bay films. Um, <laughs> I don't want to talk about the Michael Bay films. I enjoyed I the first tell. one. I enjoyed the first one and I thought they went too far from that, but I'll let you and your brother slowly talk about that. Um, you know, yeah. At some yeah, other yeah. point. So, I like yeah. that. Movie retakes. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> you know, so, I, I enjoyed every all those movies that came out. Uh, I, I was entertained by them. I know the uh, the storytelling and stuff like that wasn't exactly the way uh, the Marvel comics or the the cartoon series went. Uh, they pulled some things from there, uh, like the power sources and stuff. You know, you, trying you know, to bring Cybertron to the to the to the Earth. Uh, if you look through the cartoon, you pick up a lot of that stuff. Um, I'm actually in the middle of season three watching uh, all those cartoons. So I've watched season one and season two, which were a lot of a lot of shows. And then the, the movie comes in after season two and then season three picks up right after the movie. Mm. Um, but you see a lot of stuff that was drawn into those movies. But uh, as far as uh, the, what the storytelling and stuff, I, I guess uh, – I was entertained by all the action, you know, Michael Bay's big for action and stuff. Uh, but the, the movies actually entertained me and I enjoyed it doing that. Uh, but you can actually pick it out and, and make it you know, like everybody else does, like Star Wars. And, and Well, and my biggest Marvel problem like with the movie is every time they wanted to come out with a new one, they changed the past as yeah. to mm. how, how that happened. Had it been a concisive lot or whatever. Cohesive. A cohesive line about things, it would I would have enjoyed them better. Um, yeah. The even those things after hearing you talk about all the crazy things that they did in the eighties, I understand where Michael Bay came up with a bunch of these ideas. Yeah. He was pulling things, so yeah. Um, had it been cohesive, I would have I would have maybe enjoyed them more. I just didn't like the fact that they kept changing things. The first one I thought was really good. It was really nice to see them. I was had high hopes, but you know, I digress. Let's go, let's go back to to eighty six. Let's talk about that, uh, because like you mentioned, you talked about the cartoon. We've talked about the cartoons with uh, with Masters of the Universe, um, with uh, Thundercats or Silverhawks, um, how these things didn't really hold up. What is your thoughts about the cartoon real quick with Transformers, Michael? It, it holds up. It's probably one of the better cartoons from the 80s, I think, that still uh, still holds up uh, from the 80s. You know, you watch your He-Man. And it's kind of silly, you know, a little bit. G.I. Joe was the same way. I, I couldn't really go back and watch that. But watching the, the trend, to me, watching, going back and watching the trends, like I said, I, I've watched all episode one, all of, uh, season one, uh, season two, and, and the movie. And I'm halfway through season three right now um, out of the four four seasons they had. or uh, And they uh, they hold up to, to me. They do. Yeah. It's interesting to say that here you say that they hold up because that's something I've been wanting to rewatch the series and the movie for many years, but I keep myself from doing it because I'm afraid it's like I just rewatched Dark Crystal and uh, not for yeah. me. I had yeah. such fond memories of it, and I'm afraid that if I watch it, I, it may it may taint my my memories of my everything Transformers were. But uh, yeah, I actually made it all the way through the first episode of Dark before we came on, so uh, <laughs> if you can actually make it through them. Usually I'm like, all right, I'm done. I'm walking off. Yeah, but yeah. The, the first, the first three episodes, uh, all combined to to make like a mini movie, oh, and a mini okay. introduction and all that. So, so I haven't watched the cartoon since watching them way back as you know uh, reruns. But I've seen the the movie uh, twice in the last fourteen years, um, and I know the movie holds up for me. Uh, I assume the cartoon would too because it's very close. Mm -hmm. So. Um, so here's the other question. John, do you remember watching the movie the first time? I don't. Okay. Michael, Sully, how hard did you cry the first time you watched the movie? <laughs> you know, 
Go ahead, so I'll let you talk first. I, I don't I don't recall, to be honest with you. I have so many memories from the 80s about certain things, and I have very fond memories of Transformers, but I don't remember how I responded to that movie for some reason. Maybe I've, I've hidden that away, <laughs> uh, and I'll deal with it in my upcoming therapy sessions, but uh, I, so far, I, I don't recall anything. You haven't got to eighty six in your therapy sessions yet. No, no, we're 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 still back to the Star Wars figures. That's going to take a couple of years. <laughs> That's like a while, effectively, that. I think. Right. Yeah. Um, me, you know, as huge of a Transformer fan as I was growing up, and and still am, I I never saw the movie up until a couple months ago when I actually no watched. Way. So I, I'd never, but but Wait. hearing about it, I knew what happened in it. So when I sat there and watched it. So for the first time a month, it was about a month and a half ago. I watched it uh, back in November. Um, You're saying I, 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 I saw was. this movie before you. You did. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I never, I never actually, I finally sat down and said, I need to watch it. And I, I, I actually bought it a couple of years ago. I've had it sitting in there for two years before I even actually watched it, but I wanted to get through, I wanted to watch series one, uh, a series one and series two, and then sit down right. and, and do um, watch it in order. And, yeah. And I knew what was happening, and and if I would have watched it back then, I definitely would have cried uh, about what happened and everything. It would have been devastating, uh, like Devastator got a hold of me or something. But <laughs> I, I, I anyway, kind of felt like you were going to go there. Yeah. And then, <laughs> but I was uh, just actually watching it after hearing what happened. Actually watching it, yeah, it was it was sad. It I was, didn't cry like I will, probably would have if I would have seen it back then. But but yeah, I was that was very very sad. I mean the whole the whole movie is it's much heavier than what you would think of a movie after a cartoon geared at kids that are what seven to twelve. Yeah, like yeah, it's 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 a lot heavier than that. So, but uh, it's it's honestly pretty uh, pretty ahead of its time if you think about like I, I was just watching something earlier today and it's something I knew but reminded me in the success of the rated R superhero films that have come out over the last few years they are darker and heavier. There's blood and guts. And it's the kids who grew up with it all now watching them as adults. Well, that was a smaller time frame, but still you yeah. were getting older by the time that movie came out, if you were a collector and had oh, yeah. been since the beginning. So you were ready for something a little more mature and that kind of fed into that. But unfortunately there was no follow-up. They went yeah. back to the, I don't think the series was as heavy when it went back to the cartoons and mm -hmm. we didn't get any sequels or, or, a, or a, you know, a full universe until Michael Bay got his hands in the mix. Yeah. And, um, you know, just you know, when you go back from the movie and season three starts right at the end of the movie, mm -hmm. you know, it's not as dark and, and like mm -hmm. you said, it's not as dark and as serious as the movie was. Um, the uh, but it carries on the storyline from from that. So uh, I think the biggest thing, you know, I knew, you know, spoiler alert, Optimus Prime gets killed in the movie. Uh, yeah. What? I'm sure that's it. I'm out of here. There's been plenty, it's been there's been plenty, plenty of years. Um, but they, they actually called, they actually killed off most of the, the first of you know, the Autobots from, from 84 line. And they, um, they do that. So they can Bumblebee and, and all that. And they come up with the new, with the new mm -hmm. stuff from 85 and 86 lines. They had to sell more of those. So they, yeah. they had to do something to get rid of the, the first releases of those. Yeah. They should have started the classics then and not have waited till 19 or till two, uh, 1980. Right. Yeah. 1990. Yeah. 1990. Yeah. All right. So it was, Yeah. All right, so um, lots of lots of stuff with pop culture that we talk about this. I mean, there are always the amazing movie uh, that was in the 80s and then new stuff that Michael Bay did. I do know they're supposed to be doing more. 
Um, I read something today because my phone knows that I've been looking at Transformers stuff all week. I get all the crazy headlines about it. Uh, but apparently Paramount doesn't want Michael Bay to be involved in the new ones. Um, well, so. see, when they when they made, I don't know if you saw the, the Bumblebee movie, when they made Bumblebee, yeah. I really enjoyed that one. And if they can yeah, carry on starting there uh, and, and make a whole new uh, timeline with that, I think it would be good, yeah. There was a rumor right around that time, I remember talking about it with Steve when we were doing Nerd Foo, uh, that uh, they had hired Robert Kirkman, from mm-hmm. The Walking Dead and a whole other cast of writers to sit down and map out a brand new Transformers universe, mm-hmm. but doing it in advance of the film so they could go yeah. ahead and put it out there and make this universe. And unfortunately, yeah. I don't think anything ever came of it, but who knows what's laying on the uh, on the floor at the offices that they can pull up and do something with. Yeah. So hopefully they'll do something because this is an amazing line. Like you've got the toys, you've got the cartoon, everything about it is just amazing. Um, with today's technology, like do it. Michael Bay... As, as far as the movies, you know, my only issue was the continuity, the way it worked, but you know, whatever. Um, amazing movies. If you just want to watch an action movie. So, um, all right, let's talk about, let's talk about the prices. <clears throat> and if you're a collector, what you could get some of these toys for, you know, these days off of a good old eBay. So, um, most of the ones that I looked up kind of mint condition kind of stuff. Um, and I just did a couple of just looking at them. This one is, a G1 Megatron original 1984 mint condition in the box complete sold for $1,200. So like I said, these are all mint. If if you want to keep it, if you're an in the box collector, Um, this picture is pretty cool. It is him um, in gun mode on the, on the box. uh, By the way, that is the uh, micro uh, man line M13 gun robo P38 uncle. That's that's Megatron. Yeah. So, so I don't think I said that before <laughs> you before you go further. I'm going to interject with a story here, if I may. There. My I have a lot of memories of Transformers for sure, but my earliest memory really uh, was it must have been '84 or '85. My birthday is a month before Christmas, and my parents would always give me here's here's a hundred dollars. We'll take you to Toys R Us, and you can get whatever you want. Right. So it was my choice, and so they took me. But my mom couldn't go for some reason that time. So my dad took me and thank God he did because mom was adamantly against handguns and weapons of any kind. I was not allowed near that stuff. I couldn't see that stuff. I couldn't watch it on television. And what do I pick out? That exact Megatron. I remember going up. I can I can visualize the exact shelf in the store where I went and picked it up. And my face must have been the most glorious thing of all time. Like I, I heard angels singing and show it to my dad. And he's like, whatever, let's go. I'll have a cigarette. Well, you're, you know, after we get out of here. And uh, went out, got home, and I was playing with it before she noticed, and oh, it was on. I caused a major fight in the house for that one. But, uh, <laughs> I, that is my fondest oh, memory of getting a transformer. Oh, <laughs> it was also one that, at that time, they didn't have to have, like, the orange caps on the end of the coat. Right. No. No. Black and silver I mean, with a scope on top. With a scope on top, yeah. You, yeah it was. you didn't know when you saw it from a distance, it was a gun. It, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so I, I, I do have to I do have to confess up until this week when I started doing more research on this, I always thought it was a Walter P38. Um, didn't realize it was Walter until I started looking into it. Um, so I learned I learned something more this week besides just this. Mm-hmm. Um, so that one meant in the box, everything there. You're looking at twelve hundred. Um, I'm looking at this one out of the box. I don't you can't even tell what's all here. It is literally just the gun. Um, I assume you know, transfers. There's only one picture with it sold for a hundred dollars. So wow. there's a big difference between in the box mint yeah. and, you know, out yeah. of the box. So, 
Uh, I looked at Optimus because, I mean, obviously Optimus, you're kind of in the same situation. Out of the box, $100. Um, and then in the box, this was 100% complete Generation 1 Transformer 1984 Optimus Prime, $325. So there's a big difference between this one. And it could be the fact that, you know, Megatron turns into that, that gun because, you know, you can't get that kind of stuff anymore. So mm -mm. Um, there is another Optimus that I looked up. Um, and this is, I'm kind of toying with the idea of like talking about this because it's going to come up later. Um, <laughs> but we'll talk about it anyways. Um, this is the Pepsi Optimus Prime. Uh, this was a mail-in thing that Pepsi did with him. And basically they, they took the stripe on the back of his trailer and put Pepsi logos on it. Mm -hmm. uh, because we all know Optimus Prime drinks Pepsi and not Coca-Cola and why I have an issue with them. Um, <laughs> mint in the box, perfect original. You're looking at $1,400. Dang. Um, that's cool. Here's another one out of the box, 250 so there's a huge difference between mint and not mint. Um, and yeah. we haven't really, we haven't really seen any that are this way or this big of a difference <laughs> since we started doing this. Um, we've seen some, some decent differences, but going anywhere from thousands of dollars just to, you know, a hundred bucks. Yeah. Yeah. So, I've my, never seen that before. That's cool. My Optimus Prime. Right Michael, Michael's got one. Yeah. He's showing us. Yeah. I think I, I think I paid about 75 to 80 bucks for it. It Good is miss, uh, missing a couple of, it's missing the hands and the, uh, 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 what's this little car in the back? Um, I'm missing that and yeah. the, the, the radar part is what I'm missing on it. And I, I paid 70, I think about 75 shipped for it. So, yeah. I mean, hey, uh, still some beautiful, beautiful stuff here. Um, I would totally, you know, hold on. I got to stop sharing this and get ready to sell them. Um, awesome stuff to me. You know, we should, uh, I, I want to try to get more. So yeah, the, the little uh, car in the back is called Roller. That's his name, Roller. Roller. Yeah, that's his name. Yeah, Roller. So uh, we do have our Toy Story game. Before we get into that, we're going to do our toy rankings. Um, we've got to figure out where it lines up for all of us. And I got to fix this. Thank you. Um, so Sully, real quick. Um, we, we rank ours in the top 10 and then we've recently started to keep up with more than just the top 10, but really it's just the top 10 that we kind of talk about. Where does this line, you know, a great story about picking up that, that Megatron, where does this rank for you and in, in, in your toys? Wait, first of all, where to GoBots fall on this list? It better be dead last because those are the worst toys ever made. We, we haven't talked, talked about, about GoBots Go yet. We've not talked okay. about GoBots yet. Good. Well, have me back on with that one. I'll give you some good <laughs> rants. Um, no, honestly, for me, the, uh, the ones that stand out, and I talk about them a lot, are Star Wars and Masters of the Universe. That's way up there for me. I also have a soft spot in my, soft spot in my heart, not a spark, uh, for Micro Machines, uh, Real Ghostbusters, and Lego. But I would say Transformers probably fall number three behind Star Wars and Masters of the Universe. I mean, those three things uh, were the biggest part of my childhood. Uh, those okay. are the things I'll always go back to. I'm, I'm going to write that down. And when we do GoBots and have you back on, I'm going to make yep. sure that still matches. It's, that. You're going to need a buzzer for all the cursing, but go, you know, whatever you yeah. want to do, man. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Uh, so, Michael, where does this fall for you? I think I know where it falls for you. but This, you know, one, where... this one actually is, is number one for me. That's what so. I thought. Number and one. I, I believe because I mentioned this last week when we did we talked about the board games. Board games now falls out of your top ten. Yeah. Uh, even though you just added it last week at number ten. Yeah. So 
Number one for Michael. John? Number one for me. It beats out Star Wars. Where do you have it? This would go number four for me. Number four. That's not not pretty bad. Let's see. Oh, oh, oh we have a very issue. different list other than the micro machine. You're, you're knocking you're knocking Legos down, John. So we're gonna have to talk. Um, you know obviously, <laughs> obviously, <laughs> and you're knocking the James Bond toys out of your top ten. So, um, all right, for me, this is a, this is a hard easy number six for me. Um, I'm not knocking Nerf down, and then knocking Star Wars actually falls out of my Ooh. top ten. But as we talked about this, I came in at the last part of Star Wars. And by the time I was old enough to actually play with toys and not just chew on them, like Star Wars had already <laughs> fallen, fallen through. So um, Star but, but Wars completely gets ranked. Now. Yeah, Star Wars gets ranked for me out of just nostalgia. Like, I don't remember playing with them at all. So uh, this goes number six for me. Yeah. So, all right. There we go. We have done our toy ranking. So you did not get a bingo on that uh, this week. I have a tendency, Sully, to forget about that sometimes. And now we are going to go into our toy truths. If you are watching us on, on YouTube, because we're now posting our, our videos on YouTube, you'll see we have a new little game board here. Um, and this is going to change over the next uh, few weeks. It kind of, kind of mold as to how it wants to work for us. We are starting off our points back at zeros. Um, and the way that everything will work is you will now win the episode. So if you walk out of here with the most points, you win the episode. Uh, so all guests will be will get to to accumulate all of their scores all together at the end of the year. Michael, you get you know, you get all your on your own, and John, you get to be on your own too. But you know that's fine. Um, and then I'm gonna actually get points this time. If you guys don't get it, I get a point. Ah. So I oh. it kind of helps out. So I can maybe win at the end of the year if you guys who knows. Uh, all right, John. Make sure we answer all the questions, <laughs> me and you. Hey, we're lucky he's only giving himself one point. Oh, yeah. only one point. So, <laughs> uh, if I all three of y'all miss, guess what? I'm getting three. If well, only two of you can guess because there's only three. This is still basically two truths and a lie. Um, but if there's only four rounds, if he wins every point, if Andrew does, that means he made it too tough, and he should negate all his points. Yeah. Uh, once once you get into this, so you'll realize it's 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 only somewhat kind of difficult sometimes. Okay. All right. Yeah. So um, <laughs> it's trying to help about, you all out. It's all about thinking, and if you really paid attention during the podcast, a lot of the questions get answered because ah, okay. I'm all from the same place Michael does. All so right. also, we're going to continue with the way where if you buzz in first, you get a point. Or no, sorry, if you buzz in first and you get it correct, you get two points. If you do not get it correct and you're the second person, then you get a point, and the person who buzzed in first loses a point. Ooh. So there is some negativeness if you don't get it right and you buzz in first. So negative um, points coming up. What? It's a negative Nate points coming up. That's right. Negative <laughs> Nate points coming up. Um, you cannot buzz in until all the uh, all of them have been read. And uh, Sully, for you buzzing in, it's just in the private chat in StreamYard over there. So okay. Good private chat. Um, I always put this in and it's basically the first person that puts something in. I don't care what you buzz in with. Gotcha. Um, all right. So everybody understand? Everybody ready? Yep. All right. Here we go. Round one. This is episode 23. Round one. Uh, statement A. Generation one and generation two toys could be combined to create a larger Transformers base. Statement number B. 
certain Megatron figures are illegal to import into Austria or Australia due to his resemblance to a Walter P. 38. And statement number C, one issue of Transformer comic book had the Transformers teaming up with Spider-Man to save a fellow Autobot. And Sully rang in first. I'm going to go with A as the, as the false statement. Let's see. A is the false statement. You're right. Sully gets a point. Yay. Oh, no, sorry. Sully gets two points. Two points. Two points. I got to write these down. Sorry. All right. Here we go. Now for round number two. It all makes sense, right? Right, Sully? You see how, Absolutely. Easy, you yeah. see how easy this can be? <laughs> all right. Statement number A or statement A. Transformers designed after house or designed after household pets were considered before the Dinobots were developed. Shockwave actually was designed for another toy line, but Hasbro bought his license and made him a Decepticon. And C, Fortress Maximus was the largest Transformer toy produced in the G1 line. Michael. Uh, I'm going to say A. A. And it is A. By the way, these are all randomly generated into those spots, so I don't know which one it's going to be. Michael is correct for two points. Good job, Michael. Right. Round three. Statement A. Uh, in 1987, an entire die-cast set of Transformers were sold for $1,300 to a Japanese collector. Statement B, GoBots predate Transformers in the U.S. by almost a full year. Mm. And C, in 1985, Hasbro XE teamed up to sell a special mail-in version of the G1 Optimus Prime figure. Um, I'm looking back at this. It's got to be Michael. Yeah, it was Michael. I didn't put the round number in here, so... I think it, it was, was it was him. It was no. him. Michael. No, I think it's actually John because I answered round two. No, I no John's I, was already I, there. Yeah, John was already, was already there. there. Oh, okay, yeah, okay. There's I, a whole I, minute there's than John. So, um, GoBots predates uh, six months ahead of time. Um, I'm gonna say it's A because you didn't have the whole diecast set. In 1987, yet. So you're going with A? Well, let's see. It's $1,300. <laughs> He's really breaking uh, it down. He's got He's correct. syllables are there? Well, let's let's go with, we'll do, yeah, because B is six months, not a full year. So we'll go with B. Go with B? Yeah. Um, so I'm sorry. It says almost a full year. So that's technically correct. That would be like, 10 or 11 months. <laughs> Almost a full year. Uh, yeah, it's correct. <laughs> um, Sully, you were second. Um, you get to... That's tough. I, I think I'm going to go with C because I think the year is too early. You think that year is too early? Yeah. So C is actually technically correct. Dang and, it. Uh, I have no idea if somebody, some Japanese collector bought it. <laughs> I guess that um, I made that up and uh, I got it. Well point. done. I got so a point. As soon as Andrew said something about the Pepsi truck being in this, I was like, ah, oh, let's scroll up. I had the list of stuff. So I was like, oh, it's yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was 85. Yeah. So I, I guess I was, I, I was, if I would have went with my reasoning with the uh, 1987 thing, I would have probably got it right. Yeah, I would have that right. So um, I talked talk myself out of it. Uh, John, if you get this next one, we can all tie off with a point because Michael and Sully both lost a point at that one on getting it incorrect. Um, and I got a point, so I here's, your chance. here's your chance. Uh, round four, statement A, Generation 2 toys were anything released after the 1986 Transformers the movie was released. Statement B, 
All of the toys released during Series 2 featured heat-sensitive rub signs revealing either the Autobot logo or the Decepticon logo. And C, to save production costs in developing separate chassis for multiple toys, many of the G1 Transformers are simply repainted or re-accessorized clones of another one. And Sully? I'm going to go with B. You're going to go with B. But they did away with that during Series 2. They did. Oh, no. That one's actually, that's the incorrect one. This didn't fill out right. So you're right. Oh. There's actually, sure there technically, there technically, there's two false ones here. Because uh, yeah. the first one's also false, but you're you're right on that one. It's not it's not technically supposed to be series two. Um, it was no no no. It is series two. It is series two. It's generation. You're thinking, two. You're thinking generation. generation two. Oh, dang it! So, Good, so somebody still has a chance to win. John, it's a. You're gonna go with a. Did we pull the three way the four way tie? Said it was we, a. Did. we did. All we right. Did. No, I only got oh. a point. Oh wait. So only lost the point. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's right. So we have a three-way tie and guests have no points at this point. (laughs) If Uh, I'd have gotten the last one on a 50-50 chance and just sat out this round, I'd have dominated. What did I have to go for? Um, So, yeah, that was Series 2 did have the rub-off thing. It's Generation 2 that was... Not on there. So good job on the questions. You totally you know, got me. That's that's part of it is I try to trick Michael and John up with little things, uh, little changes week to week. So makes things up out of thin air sometimes. Yeah, some of them I just I just <laughs> make stuff up because why not? They sound they sound good too. So. Yeah, yeah, but um, that's that's part of it. You find that I can't even I don't even know where you find your information. Oh yeah, we don't know where Michael gets half of his information. <laughs> I think he makes some of it up. So but this, all right, this week I had. Yeah, I know. That's why I was yeah. a whole a whole book. So man, that's cool. Yeah. I found it's pretty cool. Pretty cool little book. We're gonna have to look at that on a live, Michael. Yeah. A- along with all your other ones that you've got. Yeah. So yeah. all right. With that, we've done our toy truths, we've done our toy rankings, we've done our toy talk, uh, fun for all question. And uh, I think this is about this is about it. We're gonna we're gonna sign off here pretty quick, but um, first, oh wait, oh wait, Michael. Yeah, I got one more thing. Okay, so what is your wood question? What is your favorite transformer out of the whole line? For what me, your favorite character. Yeah, yeah. All, all, all three of you. Uh, well, as far as like I told the story earlier, as far as uh, the nostalgia and and actually remembering collecting as a kid, Megatron. But if I had to choose one to have in my collection over all the others, I'd go with OG Optimus Prime, just because I mean the good guy. Yeah, yeah. John, same OG. You go with OG Optimus. Yeah. Um, I and there's a chance that I'm going to answer this just for Michael. Um, so as as much as I like Bumblebee, I would have to go with Grimlock. Um, I Ooh. like I like just the the design of him being a dinosaur. Um, with Jude being a huge dinosaur fan, he loves Grimlock. Um, that's the one I, I think he's pretty awesome. Yeah. Um, I'm a huge Grimlock fan. So yeah, me Grimlock. (laughs) (laughs) Nice. Yeah. So Grimlock, I like all the Autobot. I mean, all the Dinobots, uh, with, uh, slag and sludge and swoop and, um, uh there's all of them have start with s except for grimlock if you if you look at their names oh. uh so yeah grimlock's different because he's the leader of the dinobots uh the rest of them are all uh uh starts with s on their names so interesting uh, he's but also yeah, a pretty cool toy yeah yeah, yeah I, I think grimlock's my my favorite so so all, all right. right 
with that, Sully, where can people find you? Um, we're, we're very appreciative of you being on with us. I know you're down in Texas. You're rocking that Whataburger background for you there. Um, uh, so, yeah, where can people catch you? Yeah, absolutely. I appreciate you guys having me on. Uh, if you guys want to listen to more of me ramble on with a Southern accent, you can check out the uh, Movie Retakes podcast with my brother. I'm uh, I'm uh, over on the West Coast most of the time, and he's in the East Coast. So that's our chance to hang out, talk movies. Uh, what makes our podcast different from all the others is we not only uh, break down movies that have a sequel coming out or a prequel or some sort of reboot, we pitch our own ideas mm -hmm. for a movie, uh, some sort of reboot or sequel. So we have a lot of fun with the writing perspective and being a creative uh, being creative about it. It's not just rehashing information. Uh, so check it out if you get a chance. Available anywhere you listen to podcasts. Uh, as well, I am on Twitter, Instagram, and Twitch as at C. Sully right there, just like you see on the screen. Uh, on Twitch, I stream five days a week. Uh, I'm a, uh, a variety uh, partnered streamer. Uh, so I play a lot, of, a lot of different things. Rocket League, Fall Guys, uh, Modern Warfare, Call of Duty. Uh, I mean, I, I could rattle up Miles Morales. I just play a bunch of different stuff. Uh, so you guys come by, hang out. Uh, that is where the Nerds Unite community gets together to hang out. That is a chance to uh, keep things positive, to reinforce each other, to lift each other up, not tear each other down. Uh, we really do try to keep it positive there because there are very few places on the internet that are like that these days. So come join in the fun. Even if you don't want to chat, you can just lurk. It's okay by me. I, I, I gotta say, um, <laughs> yeah, I, I do that every Monday um, when I can't get up in the morning and want to don't want to you know walk the fifteen steps to my office to actually work. Uh, <laughs> I Monday mornings are the ones that it's the hardest, but I know that around three o'clock, I don't, I get the alert and I'm like, all right, yep. I gotta open my laptop over here and I pull you up and listen to you chat, and I don't even have to pay attention to what's going on in the chat because you're pretty good about talking to everybody and keeping it going. And then I can jump in and just, you know, the the good thing, I'm working while I'm lurking. So yeah, jump, That's in, a great when I, jump in when I can and, you know, it's great. So yeah, I've kind of popped in. I, the other day I popped in, you were playing Miles Morales, um, trying Which to string like up. Fun the, you kept doing over and over a, a certain thing because you kept trying to string up the bad guys. Oh, yeah. Knock them out. <laughs> Uh, I watched that for for a little bit before I had to go do something else, but um, but I really you got love frustrated your... with my lack of gameplay. I get it. That's fine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, I, I really love y'all's uh, movie retakes. Uh, yours, yours and Matt's uh, versions you. of y'all's uh, y'all's movies when y'all come up with your ideas. I really love that. So that, that's it. So it's a lot of fun. And like I said, I mean, you guys have this between the three brothers. That's amazing that y'all get to spend that time together. And that's what it's been for my brother and I as well. So it's more than just a podcast. Yeah. So really for us, us getting started, um, when we started, I was in Denver and those that were here in East Texas. So it was a good reason for us to hang out, you know, to talk about it. Um, we did this. Uh, well, we didn't do this. We all sit around when I would come down for Christmas. And the whole family would talk. And that's kind of where it started. It's like, we should do a podcast. Yeah. Although there's no possible way no. that we could put it, our family conversation on any podcast ever. It started off, we needed to record our family conversation. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We should never do that. Um, <laughs> it might it, come up in a court case later. You know what yeah, I mean? Not, not, not like want to say, yeah, we can't. Right. Do that. Um, we all we all enjoy being married. We all enjoy being part of the family. And so we should never, never do that. Um, so, but yeah, that's how it kind of started, you know, um, just being around, listening to your, uh, you know, listening to you with uh, the Funko Funcast, Nerd Foo, and watching your your Twitch stuff and well, when you were on Mixer and uh, figuring out how to do things, you know, it's just been awesome. So we decided to get together and talk about toys because we felt that it was 
uh, something that was kind of that was kind of missed. There's lots of movie stuff. There's lots of nerd stuff out there. But you know, the old vintage toys. You know, getting the history and and so we've we've really enjoyed doing it. Um, I think we're gonna really enjoy this this year. We're going to grow a lot and we're going to, you know, keep it going. So we've got a huge long list of toys. Um, and every week you're going to get another one right into your, right into your feeds. So it'll be awesome. awesome. Uh, along with us, like you mentioned, the nerds, Fu, nerds, foo, not nerds, foo, the nerds unite group. Uh, <laughs> there are so many podcasts that have come out of all the stuff that you've done or kind of combined with, with the stuff you've got geek together, average nerd, the four dorksmen, three beers and a mic, SDS guys, nerdy curious, Nerd Trits, obviously, you guys with uh, movie retakes, totally rad movie podcast, secondary heroes. I mean, there's so many. Um, and then we were happy you guys did the um, the the donations for uh, extra. Life. Oh, extra life! Yeah, oh, that was such life. an amazing yeah. thing. Um, we're we're hoping that we can really join in next year. We kind of um, had a bunch of stuff going on. Didn't didn't really get to join in. I know we all donated a little bit, um, and we were kind of there. Um, and it's great. I got stickers. I love the stickers. I got a shirt. Um, <laughs> and so really happy to be part of that. We're going to jump in, be a bigger part of it next year and, and help raise some stuff. So um, it could not be a better community to be part of. Um, and luckily we joined in when we jumped in, like we had that backing of the Nerd Unite community. And so it was like, we went from like literally nothing to like, Hey, we've got, you know, a, a big backing and people pushing us even before we even launched. Yeah. So, you know, it's been, it's been a lot of fun and we're, we're so happy about it. So amazing. Uh, you guys are doing great. If you've made it this far, you've, you've overcome all the hurdles yeah. that a podcast normally yeah. uh, falls into uh, 23 episodes. You said yeah. that's amazing. So you guys started mid 2020, right in the middle of all this craziness in the world. Yeah. It was right towards, let's see, let's see. I moved in October. So it would have been, yeah. Uh, August, first of August. Yeah. We dropped our first one. That's great. And being consistent like that, doing a weekly episode is uh, is good. Keeps people uh, eager for that next one to drop every week. So good job on that. Yeah. And the one thing I do like about our podcast, it's not something that you have to listen to every week. It's not a, yeah. I've got to keep going. Um, you've got toys that you listened or that you played with and you want to learn more about those and remember them. You know, you pick episode here, you pick an episode there. So, yeah. you know, we're going to be, we're going to be around a while. Um, I, I think we've got the next almost year pretty much lined out. Um, so yeah, Beautiful. It's, uh, it's amazing. Lots of fun. I enjoy it. I hopefully they, these guys enjoy it. Uh, when Michael's not putting people to sleep. So yeah, <laughs> Michael, you did uh, a wonderful job. Don't listen to him. That, that was no, no, no. That was a couple of weeks ago when we talked about some really boring, uh, yeah, McDonald's stories. <laughs> yeah, McDonald's. So, we go year to year on McDonald's stories. Oh my lord, that's a lot of. You the, decided they made that one a trilogy. Well, we it's we only did the first six years, and the first six years for McDonald's was not well, they were not strong years. We'll just say that. So, um, all right, yeah. Um, what I'm going to do, I'm going to sign off for all of us, for the three of us, and then um, right before I play our new outro, Sully, if you would, could you give us a, a big nerdy night? I got you. I think that I'm just, ready. that combines everything. So, uh, on behalf of uh, Brothers Newland here at the Toy Rewind Podcast. Play on. Nerds Unite. You've been listening to the Toy Rewind Podcast. Follow and join in the conversations at toyrewindpodcast.com. 